I'm Ron Rocker. You're listening to AM 1490 WWPR, Bradenton, Sarasota, Tampa Bay. going on guys hello welcome to another edition of paraprobe and i'm your host nancy no i'm kidding this is chance hancock and i'm sitting here next to my buddy jesse J. am back <laughs> and over here we have blue our board up hi every week the same damn thing yep, the same thing there's a reason why i run the board and i don't run the show i felt like jack nicholson there for a second every week is the same damn thing dude i don't know you almost ran the show last week you did really good i'm very proud of you blue i am so now how did you get arrested i was uh doing crack in the parking lot no oh, okay yeah, so yeah. that yeah. checks out yeah, That's why I lost most all radio people. Yeah. I gotta work on my curlish figure, man. You know? I know, dude. You've been dropping some weight, bro. You're looking kind of good. Because I don't mm-hmm. eat. <laughs> <laughs> work too much. I know. He like walks in and he's like getting all ripped and everything, you know. And I'm like, dude, like, how are you losing all this weight? He's like, I don't eat. Well, okay, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, no, no. I I've been working probably around eighty ish. Where's the calculator? I'm dumb. I need to use the calculator. Okay, he's been working a lot of hours. <laughs> We're not going to wait for you to figure all that out. Um, carry the eight. <laughs> carry the eight. <laughs> Divide it by 70. And um, So, anyways, we uh, are actually working on doing some events, hopefully, with Paraprobe this coming year. Uh, we have a couple in particular that we're focusing on, but we're not going to discuss them on air because we have a lot of logistics to work out. But, honestly, that is the reason why... Jesse and I have decided we're going to lose weight and get ourselves back in shape. I mean, we've always... 80! 80 hours! Really? (laughs) Really? (laughs) You make the sound cry. (laughs) You sound like a Tourette. Warn me. (laughs) 80. So, yeah, it's, uh, so anyways, we we were joking about it because I had gained a lot of weight, but now I'm losing the weight back off again. So, uh, no, no, let's put this in perspective. So, Chance hurt his leg a while back. I broke my kneecap, he, um, yeah. I pushed him down the steps, and mm-hmm. he fell a lot, and... Don't you talk about my mom! Yeah, well, <laughs> mess around and find out. That's right. <laughs> anyways, no, he hurt his knee, so he was incapacitated for a little bit. He... Was working out. He was lo- he lost what thirty forty pounds or something. I like lost that? like thirty pounds. Yeah, yeah, you lost a lot of weight, and then he hurt his knee. Yeah, because yeah, he, he so, talked. He he talks a lot of junk. Yeah, I want to break my kneecap and tear a tendon in half, you know, for my upper thigh to my lower leg to be able to make my knee like you know straighten out to kick. So, anyways, I had to get surgery done and all this crap, and I was down for months, and then I wound up getting lazy, obviously. Gained back like 20 pounds out of that You were forced to be lazy. You didn't get lazy. You were were kind of forced. There were things I I probably could have been doing, at least dieting better while I was down, but I didn't. What's the fun in that? (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Chinese food? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Pizza? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love to eat, therefore I am. So, anyways, yeah, I wound up uh, gaining a lot of weight, but now I'm losing all back off again little by little. Now that I'm getting back active again, so I'm feeling a lot better. 
so anyways, we're mostly we're doing this because the event's coming up. We just didn't want to be fat asses walking out on stage, to be honest. Rolling. Yeah, yeah. Just roll me out there, bud. You know? So anyways, so I know it sounds cheesy and all that, but it's the truth. We wanted to get, yeah. Most people would be like, oh, I wanted to get in shape for my children, or I wanted to get in shape for my heart. And we're like, no, we just want to look good on camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're that, not going to lie. That's the only reason I've ever been in shape. I want to get look good naked. Yeah, that's, that's exactly I mean. it. Yeah. Not that I'm walking on stage naked. Yeah, we're, we're not going to be naked. <laughs> I mean, we could, but I those mean, would be special events, and, you know, no cameras allowed. You got you to gotta pay a lot, a lot of money. A I lot. won't be there. <laughs> Don't hate. Appreciate. <laughs> Measure. <laughs> so, anyways, moving on. Um, so, today's show, now that we're done talking about being naked on stage, speaking of being naked on stage, a we have Robert people, look, Merch. No, 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 no. What? A lot of people make a lot of money being naked on stage, okay? We're not knocking it. Yeah. We're not. No. Never yeah. knocking it. No, yeah. we're not knocking it at all. Yeah. Hey. Just making sure. Yeah. Putting it out own. there. Putting it out there on the airwaves. We're just saying that we don't do that. I have friends that do that, but I don't do that. I mean, we would do it for free, but I'm just saying. I mean, we speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I've only done it free one time. (laughs) I know what I'm worth. And those cops, (laughs) right? And those cops were mad. (laughs) Hey, I didn't get arrested though. This is true. Um, (laughs) So, anyways, so speaking of uh, getting arrested by the cops naked, Robert Merch will be on the show. Uh, (laughs) Robert Merch is a historian for the. Paranormal. I'm sorry for the Talking Board Society, um, and he is a major historian in Ouija boards, which I can't wait to talk to him about the history of Ouija and such. Uh, plus, he does paranormal investigations, consultant on many, many different television shows at different times, uh, dealing with anything paranormal on certain episodes and stuff, and movies. Um, and then we have Karen A. Dahm, and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly, which I'm probably not. Uh, but Karen A. Dahlman. Uh, she's an author, talk show host, and a visionary channel of consciousness, exploring infinite possibilities. But also, she is also on the uh, the board for the uh, Talking Board Society, who's going to be coming on. The board of Talking Boards. I know, right? I love it. I know. It's cool. It makes me happy. But they both are actually very well known in the paranormal field for everything in paranormal, from investigations to the Ouija boards to the historian collections of Ouija's, the whole nine yards. So we can't wait to talk to them here in just a little bit. Uh, we'll probably make fun of them a little bit. Um, that's standard protocol of our show. Because I know right now they're probably listening and wondering what's going to happen when they come on. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're not going to pick on Yeah, we are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have a lot of things in the works right now. Um, like I said, we have multiple different events. It, a lot of it is determined, obviously, with the whole COVID situation on what we can do, what we can't do. Uh, how, you know what's going to be the limits, so on and so forth. There's a lot of logistics that's going to go into play with this stuff. So we want to let people know, yes, we are looking at doing events and having our show out there at these events and doing them live and the whole shebang. But there's just so much pre-planning that has to go into these. And these aren't even like major events. I don't want people thinking we're like, you know, planning on like, a, you know, a 30,000 plus venue or something. It's nothing like that. It's not no, even remote. We're small. We know it. Yeah. We ain't playing But it's, it's still one of those logistics. We want to make sure everybody's being safe in the whole nine yards. Yeah. So. Don't want nobody dying. You got to sign a Rona waiver. Actually, so Rona I'm, going, waiver. <laughs> I'm going to Disney tomorrow and you literally have to sign a coronavirus waiver. Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Dude, I had not been to Disney in oh, uh, my wife, 10 years. Dude, my wife is going like. Often, often, dude. Often. Yeah, and yeah. she's. I, I've been Becky working goes so much all the time. All right? the time, dude. I all think she's time. dating Mickey Mouse. Might be. Yeah, she might be cheating on you with Mickey Mouse, dude. Mm. You know what they say, guys with big ears. You know. 
You never heard that said about <laughs> Disney World or Mickey Mouse before, but hey, welcome Dude, to my I'm world. I'm totally looking at Opie differently now. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So, uh, anyways, now that I'm done talking about your wife's transgressions with Mickey Mouse, uh, so what are you guys going to be doing tomorrow? Do you got um, like any specific plans for your trip? Or is we're this gonna be definitely just... going to be going to uh, Animal Kingdom, mm-hmm. um, the uh, Flight of Passage. That's that's cool. That's yeah. such a good ride. Um, I've been on it once before. That's on the list. Um, then we're going to probably hop over to Epcot. Mm-hmm. Um, doing my favorite ride of all time, which is so lame, but it's awesome. Living with the land. I knew it was going <laughs> to be that. I knew it. All right. Uh, I love it. I love it. I really yeah. do. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, micro farmer. You know, I, yeah, I, you're I, a grower, not a shore. We get it. <laughs> I, you caught me off guard. I hate you. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, I, I want. We're getting our passes to Universal, our annual passes. We already have it for like you know, uh, Bush Gardens, and because of our location where we live, it's very close by, and mm-hmm. and you know we go there for the concerts and all that stuff. And they got some really good concerts coming up this year. So we have our passes for like Bush Gardens and Sea World and all this other stuff. But I don't have it for Universal, and that's the next one I want to get. Yeah, I'm a huge Universal Studios fan. I actually prefer Universal over Walt Disney World. I really do. See, I, I've never really, like, been a total theme park person. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'll go every once in a while, maybe every once in a couple of years, if I can, if I want to. I mean, I'm I'm outdoorsy. I love roller coasters <laughs> and stuff, so for me, I'm all about, like, Disney World, and, or not Disney World, but uh, Bush Gardens. You I have know, a like, love-hate relationship. I, I hate them when I'm getting on there, when you're going up, and then, like, when you're coming down really fast, I'm like, yeah, we're gonna die and this is awesome (laughs) yeah tower of terror all the way dude dude i i love roller coasters i will get on roller coasters back to back to back to back all day long non-stop and that's why whenever me and stephanie go that is just doing shows all day because she's not that way she's well for her she likes roller coasters a little bit but not a fanatic like me so We'll go in like one or two throughout the day while we're going there, but mostly it's to go check out the shows and stuff like that when we go. Um, so whenever I want to go on the roller coasters, I, I go with the, the munchkin, you know, so we can get on everything. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. crazy like you. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. No fear. Zero. None. Yep. Oof. All right. That's 10 minutes and we've run out of things to talk about. All right. Well, <laughs> we like to say thank you to our guest for not calling in. We'll see you guys next weekend. Welcome to No, no I'm kidding. <laughs> But um, the other thing that we want to do, hopefully this year, which would be awesome, is I would like to set it up to do our show live from Halloween Horror Nights. I want to be out there one night with our show, do a special broadcast. Even if we have to be there, like, say, on a Friday night, we could record it and do you know for our show and then just air it on Saturday. And it's the way that I would love to do this. I would love for us to be able to go there and actually do our show, and it would be so much fun. I have sound equipment. I mean, it'll it'll be in video format. We have a full can... studio. We got all the equipment we need to do the show. I know, but on I the know move. how to set up road, bo- road boxes. Okay, cool. <laughs> all right. I'm unnecessary. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel unimportant. Perfect. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. No, the less important you are, the less crap you got to do. <laughs> Thank you for breaking down my Dude, ego. I am lazy. I did live mix stuff in high school, so like it's not the same as a broadcast board here in the studio, but I know how to run basics of sound. So. Really? Yeah. But yet we have not one commercial for our show. 
Yeah, we suck. Well, if you'd come in to get recording done. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I that is it. that is all on me and Jesse. Blew his head many, many times. Just stop in in the middle of the week whenever you get time. Sure, we'll do that. Not once no, have we done it. No, We've been doing this show not. for two months now, and not one commercial have we created. Yeah, no. We, uh, well, I mean, we work a lot, too. I mean, Yeah, we do. We just, we just need to go through the... Um, the the things. Yeah. <laughs> we need the to go thing. through the things and do the things to the things and make them to go together like the things and then put it on the thing and then broadcast it on the thing and then we'll be good. Eloquent. Very. <laughs> I want you to build a PowerPoint presentation showing all that. <laughs> oh, I can do it. I can definitely do it. Here's the thing right here you're going to put to that thing. <laughs> oh, I, if you want me to get... We're going to put this over here. What we're going to do is, is we're going to put this thing here and that Place thing over thing there. Thing A into slot B. <laughs> Great, with PowerPoint to porn. Uh, um, <laughs> so we're going to be moving on with the show again. So anyways, fired. we do have a lot of other paranormal stuff that's going on. we got a lot of different guests coming on next weekend. we got Ken Bogle coming on, the uh, super fantastic tarot card reader. I can't wait to have Ken on. I, I, I um, had spoken with Ken numerous different times. He's very funny, uh, very, very intelligent, and I believe truly gifted at this whole tarot thing for real. I've known a lot of people, like we, I said this before on the show, you know, in the paranormal, we've met a lot of people who are psychics and mediums and large and small and extra large, all that. And everybody claims that, you know, that they can talk to the dead, this, that, and the other. And sometimes I've met people that I was kind of like, damn, you know, they, they weren't like generic on their reading. They were very specific. Ooh, they're so, early. At that point in time, when they were very specific, I was kind of like, okay, they're they're a little too spot on to have been able to guess this or got it off social media or something like that. So then that's the moment I'm like, there might be something to this whole psychic thing, you know? And I've, and Ken is one of them that was kind of just blew me away. So I believe we have a guest currently calling in right now. Yes, we do. Is this Robert or Karen? Are they on the line? Did you? They should be. Hey, hey there you are. I was like, wait a minute, everything's plugged in right. <laughs> I hope that's Robert, because if it's Karen, you sound unusually mannish. <laughs> no, it's definitely merch. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on, man? Nothing. Thank you so much for you know having us. Uh, we we love talking to you guys and you know talking all things Ouija boards. Absolutely. Um, the one thing that I wanted to definitely put out there first and foremost, because a lot of people are familiar with me back with the DeadX Radio days. This show is on actual radio so and in live, so we got to make sure we keep the language clean. Um, sure. Yeah, so we got to watch dropping the F-bombs like, you know, fork, um, the <gasps> number four. All those F-words you got to stay away from. They're both I early. Promise. Okay, perfect. I won't no F words. All right, exactly. <laughs> now he's going to say four. He'll be like, and there three I am. All right. All right, so Robert, won't you give us a little bit of your background? And we have, oh, Karen's calling in right now. Well, you know what? Let's go ahead and get Karen on the line, too. And then I'll talk to you both at the same time. Sure. Don't screw it up, Blue. Don't mess it up. You're a boy, Blue. All right, Karen, you there? I'm here. Hello, everybody. Hey, Thank God, you definitely don't sound like Robert. <laughs> no, we were very different. <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> I'm a girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so listen, the first thing I want to do is, Robert, we'll start with you first. Robert, tell us a little bit about you. Great. Well, um, 
you know, basically I've been obsessed and possessed with the Ouija board and collecting and the, the history of it since basically 1992. I, uh, I started collecting because I had uh, some roommates that wanted to basically, they wanted to join a fraternity. And I knew that if I joined a fraternity in college, that that would be a bad thing. I probably would not graduate. <laughs> you got to know your limits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I knew my limits. Yeah. My, my, um, my family would not have appreciated that. So what I did was basically let them go and rush for the fraternity. And I would have friends that could get me into the parties, but I could still, you know, study and, and graduate. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but as part of their rushing for fraternity, one of the things they needed to do was find an old Ouija board. It was like a treasure hunt. And, uh, you know, from my days of uh, living in New England in the Boston area, antiquing and flea marketing and yard sailing, I knew there were tons. So I went home, uh, picked up a bunch, and went back to school and gave them to them. And uh, it, it really wasn't until they gave it them back that there were 10. They were all different. And I thought the same question everyone thinks when they see a lot of Ouija boards. I thought there was only one. And where do they come from? So I went to a place that your listeners probably, they might have heard about online. It's called the library. And it was literally Wikipedia in a building. <laughs> you, <laughs> dude, you highly are overestimating our audience. <laughs> I, um, well, you know, I talk to people and they just look at me like, library? I say Wikipedia. They're like, yes. So we had to go to the library and every encyclopedia, you know, Funkin' Wagnalls, Britannica, it didn't matter. They all said the Ouija board came from somewhere different. And I thought, how could you possibly, like everyone knows about the Ouija board. A lot of people have an experience about it, but we don't know where it comes from. And, and that just set me off into this lifelong journey of uncovering the true stories along with the beliefs that people carry on the Ouija board. And that has literally just changed my life. I have gone all over the world um, in search of Ouija, and it has basically you know, changed my life. And I, I wouldn't know Karen uh, as well. Her and I basically did an interview a long, long time ago together. Many years ago, I was in Montreal, actually, when I did it. And I, I think it was Darkness Radio. And that's how we kind of met. Mm-hmm. And that led to the creation of the Talking Board Historical Society. We, we found... Uh, the grave of Elijah Bond, who is the man who patents the Ouija board for the person who claims to invent it. And he had a grave, no gravestone. I thought, that's insane. Let's do something crazy, too. And uh, a bunch of collectors and, and believers got together, and we raised the money, put in this now-famous uh, Ouija gravestone that is in Baltimore that lots of people go visit and tag us on Instagram. And That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. really fun. That's my life. If it would have been me and I was a guy who patented the Ouija board and I died, I would have had my grave, obviously, where it was, you know, six feet down. But at the very top, I would have had, like, a giant Ouija board to look like my coffin. And I would have, like, an, an animatronic device to make the planchette move around when people came to visit my, my grave. <laughs> I'd be like, you know, no, if, really, communicate with me. Go ahead. <laughs> if, if they had it in, in 1921, I'm sure they would have done something like that. He, he basically, you know, he gets erased from the history for a long time. And that, yeah. that's part of what we do is we take this really dead history that's forgotten history, and we bring it back to life. And it, the group is an amazing group of people because they're all different. So I, I represent this kind of historic thing. And, you know, Karen will talk about how she fits in with the Ouija board, but we have other directors who are tattoo artists. And, you know, so we all collect, 
mm-hmm. but we all have a different take on it, and that's it. Really helps tell the broad story of the Ouija board. And see, and that's what's great too. That I mean, all kidding aside, I do love the fact that you approach it from a historical point, also fact point. You know, trying to do the research to find out who exactly came up with the you know original Ouija board, but the fact that you took the situation where you know this gentleman you know had patented it uh, and died. And now it would have been lost in translation in history, basically, that this gentleman was the one who did it. And here you are taking the time out to not only put it out there that, you know, this is the guy who patented it, but here is his, also his grave, too, where you can actually visit. I mean, that that's pretty cool. i got to give you kudos on that one. <laughs> well, thank you. That, that's what we do. You know, the, the, the latest one we did was in my research, I was working with the uh, Baltimore Sun. So for your listeners, Baltimore is kind of ground zero when it comes to the Ouija board. Uh, that and kind of the eastern shore in Chestertown right across the bay. That's really where this all happens. And we, what we found was there was a woman involved in the origin story, which we had not known. And it basically helps us understand where the word Ouija comes from. Mm-hmm. So what we found was I found these letters from the originators, you know, 30 years later, writing into the editor, all telling their story. And, of course, in their story, they're the hero. But the one thing that they all agree on was this woman, and her name was Helen Peters at the time. Uh, She would get married to uh, Mr. Nosworthy, so she became Helen Peters Nosworthy. But on April 25th, right, in 1890, she's at uh, her rooms that are in 529 North Charles Street. That building still exists. We put a plaque on that uh, wall where the Ouija board got its name. We worked with the uh, the local government and the mayor to put that in there so everyone can see it and go visit it. It's open to the public. But they because they got so many great things from the board, they hadn't settled on a name yet. It was just called a witch board. And, you know, they needed a, a hook. They needed something to make their talking board different than every other talking board that was popping up. And so they asked the board, what do you want to be called? And it answered, O-U-I-J-A. And when they asked what that meant, it answered good luck. And so Ouija, the Egyptian luck board, was born. That's where that name comes from, according to those present. And then Helen Peters would also go on to prove that the Ouija board worked to the patent office before they would give it. And that's kind of an interesting story, too. But All right, again, so real quickly, to clarify, how they got the name was they asked the board. And the board, like you would see in the movies, the planchette moved around and spelled out Ouija. Exactly. The, the people who were playing the board at the time were Helen Peters and Charles Kennard, who mm-hmm. was the man who claimed to invent the board. And Elijah Bond was there. So they're all watching and, and playing. They ask the board, with Helen Peters at the helm, it answers O-U-I-J-A. And so the, the name is, you know, history now. Now everyone, we always thought the name was we and ya, yeah, which was, you know, French and German. Yes, yes. That's what everyone mm-hmm. thought for a long time. But at the time, everyone knew where the name came from. It just got lost. So most of what we do is uncover history that was once known that gets lost. And unfortunately, many women get lost to history. And uh, and, and that's know, very Peters true. Was, yeah. And Helen Peters was one of them. And it's almost like a telephone game, too. As, as history goes, names change, locations change, so on and so forth. You know, that, like you said, the, the original, you know, creation of certain names and, and just anything in general in our, in our life that we have that started way back in history Half the time when you go back and research history to find out its origins, you find out it's totally different from what you heard from everybody else. A hundred percent. And this story was completely off. And so 
so we just track down piece by piece. The best part for me is the relationships I make with the descendants mm-hmm. that, you know, that are alive because they don't realize they have pieces to this puzzle. They might have been told their descendant or um, their ancestor, I mean, had something to do with the Ouija board. But, you know, like it's like everyone's grandfather or great-grandfather. Oh, he invented the Oreo cookie, you know, but Nabisco stole it. And, you know, you just hear these stories, and they're family stories. It, when it came to the Ouija board, these stories had teeth. They actually all led us to the next thing. So we put a, uh, in 2018, the TBHS got together because Helen moved out to Denver, spent 47 years of her life out here, did not have a gravestone like her brother-in-law, mm-hmm. Elijah Bond, and we put in a huge monument for her that tells her story in the words of those that were present about her life. Who was she and what did she do? So again, she went to uh, the patent office, right? The, the patent office said, uh, Elijah Bond, I don't think so. Like, what do you mean you put your hands on this, you ask a question, and it moves to spell out the answers? You're going to have to come <laughs> to D.C., you know, to prove this. Yeah, And... So Helen Peters, again, Elijah Bond, they head down there, and um, Helen Peters at the helm, they ask questions, and it answers. And they go through clerk after clerk. None of them want to put their name on this. They're just like, oh, I'm going to be the laughing stock. (laughs) And we get this story from two parts, one from Helen Peters' grandson that I interviewed, and, and two from the records of the National Archives of the actual patent. So they both and they both match, which is really cool. So you know, eventually there's no more people. It's the chief clerk, the head of the patent office, highly annoyed that he has to actually approve something that a, a ton of people below him could have done. He opens the door and he says, "Look, you know, I don't know you, you don't know me, but if that contraption can spell out my name, you have your patent." And according to those present, with Helen Peters at the helm, the board answered letter by letter until it spelled out his name. And a very visibly shaken patent <laughs> officer went to walk out of the room and turned back and said, you've got your patent. And they would use that inside of their advertisement as proven at the patent office, which, which caused a lot of people to think it was official, right? Well, if the yeah. patent office says it's true, then, you know, it's true. And it does work. I mean, I, I know that's what Karen's going to talk to you about. The Ouija board works. It's just about how and why it works. And oh, I'll absolutely. Leave that to Karen, because she's going to. I've been doing paranormal investigations for well, well over 20 years, and uh, and don't laugh because I look great for my age. Um, <laughs> but we we have we've uh, been doing investigations for a long time, and I've been on investigations where people have used you know Ouija boards and such, and I have seen stuff that was answering and responding with these boards that I knew the individual operating the board at the time had no idea to that answer so how they formulated and got the answer beyond me and that made me start kind of going you know what there's something to this and thank god throughout history how we were just talking about beginning of the show how things changed you know descriptions or people that you know who said that they did this and they didn't and so on and so forth and this could have been a whole different show if maybe the ancestor just had a really bad accent and we're actually talking about squeegee not ouija all right so let's move on to karen real quick karen tell us more about you now yeah, so I come to the board, like as, as Robert mentioned, from a different angle. I got introduced to the board in 1973. So um, a couple girlfriends down the street had a board. They they said, come try this out, this new game with me. I figured we'd play Monopoly. You don't look old enough something. to have been using a board in 1973. Right? I was just thinking well, listen, that. I, I got started in utero, probably. <laughs> okay, okay, I, I could go with that. Okay, that works. Okay. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. But, but listen, thank you. I'll take your compliment. I'll take all I can get these days. 
<laughs> we, we started using the board, and it worked immediately for me. It started moving, selling out things. And I got to tell you guys, I thought this was stupid. I go, this is dumb. You guys are pushing it. This thing doesn't work. There's no way. But it was interesting. When I had my hands on the, on the planchette, I knew I wasn't pushing it. All of a sudden, this little other being came through and started communicating with us and started telling us stories. And I said, who is this? And they said, well, that's our dead sister. And I said, wait, 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 hold on a second. I didn't even know you had a dead sister. And the older girl, who was 10 at the time, she said, well, I had a twin at birth who died shortly after birth. I said, well, wait a second. That's like a two or three month old. How, how is this talking to us? And they said, well, she's growing up on the other side. That hooked me. Whoa. I couldn't believe it. So I run That's home. Spooky. Tell my yeah. yeah, it is. It, it was crazy. I, I mean, little alone though, this Ouija board was working, you know, in our opinion. But the fact that here was this other dimension, another afterlife, and and this girl who died about two, two or three months old was now a ten year old in another dimension. And I didn't have the words at that time to explain it. Just that the dead dead exist. So I go home and tell my parents, and they're, they're like, yeah, sure, wink, wink. We've all used Ouija boards. You push them like this. I said, well, if you're not going to believe me, Santa Claus will. And sure enough, 1973, December 25th, I got my first Ouija board. And that, I was hooked from that moment. And I'll tell you something interesting. The day after, December 26, 1973, is when the Exorcist movie came out. <laughs> <laughs> So I got started a day or before the Exorcist movie came out. I didn't know anything about the Exorcist until I was a lot older. But to me, um, I, I use it. I'm, I'm a user of the board. I've been using it since that year, 1973, pretty religiously throughout the years. Um, you know, obviously I was born and raised a Catholic. Uh, it, to, to my family, it didn't matter that I was using the board. You know, I still go to church. I mean, hey, Christmas it, morning, I went to church after I got my Ouija board, came home and played it, you know? And, and you know what? And here's my thing on that, too. Like I said, I mean, I've been doing paranormal investigations for a long time, and I've done, you know, everything from helping people at their private residence, you know, to the commercial type events, you know, so on and so forth. And I've had so many people that, you know, in the paranormal field go, don't use a Ouija board. You're going to contact an evil demon. <laughs> okay, first off, if you're out there doing EVP sessions and trying to communicate with the dead, it's just, there's no difference between doing that and doing a Ouija board, in my mind, at least. That's my opinion. Uh, you know, I 100% concur. I mean, I also use Oracle, Tarot, Pendulum, yeah. Ruins, I Ching. I've used all the tools, and I use them all, and I do investigations, or I just investigate even in my home because spirit is non-local. You could tap into it anywhere in the world. I, it, yeah, it, you know what it is? People always say it's your intention. It's true. But the bottom, what I found, the, the baseline of this whole thing, the, the blueprint is your belief. Yep. Do you believe you're going to contact something uh, nefarious? Do you feel like you're going to contact something that's, you know, malevolent? Well, you're going to draw that to you. And, and Thank you. Depending upon the way you believe it works, yep. it could be your own inner demons that's calling this negativity, or it could be, you know, outer energies that are just more negative in the other dimensions. And you know what, and I'm glad I'm talking to you two, because you two, you know, for the most part, being the experts on this, and, and I want to ask your opinion on this, because this is what I tell people. The Ouija board is nothing but a focal point in order to talk to the other side. Yep. So basically, it, it's kind of like a gun. You're aiming down a sight, shooting at a target. It's just a gun. It's not going to hurt or kill anybody. If you aim it at somebody, now it's a danger. And it's the same thing, I believe, with the Ouija board. If you use it like you were just saying, if you have an evil intent maybe inside you or yep. you're worried about the, the negativity bringing it in, that you're just going to attract it in. 
Yeah, right. absolutely. It's, and I want to go a step further. It's, it's only a tool. Exactly. And the, 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 the tool doesn't do any work. It's like a gun. You have to pull the trigger. Like exactly. It's nothing but a paperweight until you pick it you, up and pull the trigger. You, you do the work on the Ouija board. It's your own abilities, proclivities, uh, uh, intentions, beliefs. You're the one that does all the work. The board does nothing. Throw the board out. As you were saying earlier with EVPs, you can still pull in that energy. You don't need a board. Board does nothing. It's neutral device. Yep. It's strictly a tool, cardboard, wood, masonite. You know, I, I make them out of cardboard. I make them out of pizza boxes. I make them out of glass, all kinds of different things. I use my mouse pad. It, it's a Ouija mouse pad. It works just fine as a Ouija pad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my, you know, my little mouse on here for you, Mac. My Mac That's Mac. actually pretty cool. I like that. <laughs> it's demonic. Um, so, you know, I use paper sacks, Trader Joe's paper sacks that turn them into demonic Ouija boards. The thing is this, <laughs> is that, it, you know, it's, it's really yourself. Yeah. It's how you approach it, and you are doing all the work. And so, therefore, the Ouija board has no sense of any kind of evilness to it. And not only that, but realistically, everybody always, and I'm sure you guys have heard this a million times, that if you're messing with the Ouija board, you're contacting the devil. Okay, first <laughs> off, I'm quite sure, let's just for a moment, for argument's sake, let's say the devil is real and sitting mm-hmm. in hell. I'm quite sure he's not going... Great. Now I gotta go back up there again because they got that big block of wood. You know, <laughs> I, I don't see that happening. He's got better things to do. He's got better things. He to got do. time for that. He's he is too busy working in Hollywood right now. He's got way too much stuff going on. He's gonna worry about the next Ouija movie yeah. or something. He's exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's so much more to it, you know, and, and that's what I think is so funny uh, when I hear that too. But everybody, this is where Bob really gets excited about this too. He likes to get into people's beliefs and what causes them and what and how they, they they bring this to this tool. And all of a sudden, you get as our good friend Gene Orlando coined the word "weejisticians." You get all this mythology and folklore mm-hmm. surrounding this tool, and it's all modern day folklore. I mean, it's been growing since the Ouija first came out. But it's it's relatively new, you know, 150, 130, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it, it's funny what we do when we start using these tools and how how we go, how we go about it, what, what we how, what we claim is happening. Yeah, my personal experience with that because I got a buddy who is like absolutely no, I'm never touching one of those. They're the devil, blah blah blah. I'm oh, like, who is that? Where'd you get that? Oh really? Yeah. Oh bro, we are so gonna hide <laughs> uh, in his yeah, mailbox. Yeah, no, we're gonna mess with him. Okay. My, my wife is totally down with him, but um. <laughs> It was just like, I'm never going to touch one of those. They're evil, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, where'd you hear that from? My grandma. <laughs> Dude, we got to accept this house, from? <laughs> I'm going to put one under a pillow. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we're, we're kind of mean. They say, oh, how, she's got a spirit that's tricking her. Dude, I've been using this board for almost 48 years now. You, you, think, you think a spirit's been tricking me in such positive ways for 48 years? I mean, that's, it's just It's funny. Because when I do this work, I I, believe, I really believe I'm reaching outside myself into other dimensions, into other sentient beings and consciousness of different levels, and I'm tapping into that. Not because of the board, but because of my own abilities, the board because my gateway, my permission slip, if you will, mm-hmm. to do this work. And I'm tapping into other realms. I really believe that. And sometimes it's realms within myself, such as talking to my greater self or my higher self, which I believe we can do too. And so that's what I'm tapping into, and, and, I, and I know for myself, because of how the, the, I feel when I do this work. I feel nothing but the purest of love. I feel excited. Even talking about it, I get in that space that I feel when I use the board. It's such a positive beacon of light within, within my life. And that's what it's been for me. 
So I got a weird question, and this is someone that we've talked to before, but um, it's uh, what do you what advice do you have for somebody who's used thousands of Ouija boards, but none of them has ever worked for him? <laughs> well, you know what? Every board works. Any board can work. As I mentioned, I, I've used the mouse pad. I've used um, pizza boxes, paper sacks, paper towels even. Um, you know, anything works. The problem is if the person doesn't work. That's the answer. has nothing to do with the board. You give me that board, I'll make it work. It's the person. So our belief really, really, that's what I was saying, that's the blueprint of this more than our intentions. If we believe that this isn't going to work or we've got that deep in recesses of our mind, somewhere in our subconscious mind, there's no way this can work. Well, guess what? It's not going to work. It's just not going to work. My objective gotta, one day is for go. me and Jesse to actually go and meet up with uh, Rick and Morta Shrek and I'm going oh, to yeah. make that giant Ouija board work. I'm going to do it. It's happening. Oh, he, he makes it work it by just, like, flying it around. It's, it's, it's crazy. I just want to add something to that Karen was talking about when it comes to beliefs. A unique thing about the Ouija board, because you compared it to, like, a K2 meter or EVP recorder, and, and that's all true. It, it's the same thing. You're, you're conjuring, right, mm -hmm. calling something to you. The difference is... We do something to the Ouija board we don't do to any of those other spirit communication devices. We give it power. We give it power we don't give to those other things. Like we say, it's the Ouija board. Get the Ouija board out of the house. That's the real connection. Ah. Like Karen said, it, it's the tool. By doing that, you've created something, something that has a bit of power. Mm -hmm. so your belief is what makes it work, and you believe that the Ouija board is what's giving it power. You've handed over a bit of your power, which is where things can get dangerous if you don't stay focused about what you were doing in the first place. Yep. If you see the Ouija board as just the phone, like we're on the phone right now, and say Karen and I get into a big fight. We call each other all kinds of names, say all kinds of terrible things. We hang up the phone. <laughs> I'm not going to throw my Samsung or my iPhone out the window and say I'll never have another one of these in the house again because we know it's me and her that are having the conversation. But when you use the Ouija board, people forget and they start to say, well, it was the Ouija board. That's where it gets a little cloudy. Exactly. They start adding so, a life of its own to the Ouija board. Yep. Yeah. Blaming exactly. the tool for something bad that Yeah, because that would be like me with a voice recorder, and I uh, record an, uh, an actual voice, you know, while I'm doing an EVP. Well, I just captured the voice of a spirit. Is it the machine's fault, or is that mine for asking the questions and a getting pissed off. attention? Let, to let's put it into a negative context. A pissed-off spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> no, the only one I've ever had happen for an EVP that actually I, – I, <laughs> I had one EVP that came back. It was Class A, and this actually was the only one ever that actually creeped me out. I was on an investigation for hours. Nothing was happening. No, no, no type of physical evidence we could find. Nothing, right? Right at the end of the night, I made a comment and said, you know what? If there is something here, it's either scared of us or it's just not real. It's one or the other. I wait to see if anything happens. Nothing happens. We leave. Next day, we're going over the audio recording. I get to that part. You hear me say, if there's something here, it's either scared of us or it's just not real. And all of a sudden, you hear a deep voice, class A, go, keep pretending, little boy. <laughs> Whoa. I got chills. Yeah. That was the moment that I'm like, we are so going back to that house. <laughs> yeah, most people would run away. You, you're like, yeah, let's go. Well, we're yeah. we're a different type of people. We kind of like we're stirring stupid. things up. Yeah, yeah. we're dumb. <laughs> no, we actually, all kidding aside, we are or we are actually, you know, intelligent. I don't want to say we're super smart, but we are very intelligent. Mm. Um, 
and experienced enough that, yes, I've done a lot of investigations helping families out and so on and so forth. And any moment that I ever feel like, okay, this is going beyond my control, I I, I know when to check my ego at the door yeah. and step back and go, okay, I need to contact this person because they've dealt with this type of situation that I don't have the experience with. That's one of the problems I think right now, the biggest thing in the paranormal field, and this goes for people even who use the Ouija, that sometimes there are people out there that they don't know when to check their ego mm-hmm. at the door. Oh, yeah. And that's what causes the problems. We talk a lot of junk, but... Yeah, yeah. Ours, is, ours is in humor and having fun. It's called entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about paranormal TV? <gasps> no! <laughs> How dare you talk about paranormal TV? Because next is paranormal radio. <laughs> This is what's funny, and so I, when Karen talks about weedistitions and, and different things, mm-hmm. those are all, like she said, those were all kind of put together. They existed separately for a long time, but it wasn't until 1986 Witchboard where Kevin Tenney uh, put them together. You know, he took all these different things he heard and put them together, and since then, since 1986, we believe those things, right? Never play the Ouija board alone. Never play in a graveyard. Always say goodbye. And I work on TV shows and movies, and I'm part of the problem because we, we play on what is scary, what are people's beliefs. Mm. And so those beliefs become very important because if you believe you shouldn't play alone, likely something, you're going to have a bad experience. And I'm sure Karen can But see, but here, here's, here's the problem with that, okay? I, I, like I was reading over like your background, like all these different like, you know, uh, horror films, you know, where you've been a consultant for, you know, television shows. All those things were not a reality-based show, for the most part, for the stuff that you were doing. And it's, it was, it's meant to be taken in entertainment. And people have yeah. to realize there's a big difference between, you know, let's say the uh, possession of Emily Rose, you know, uh, compared to the real story mm-hmm. and who it really happened to. You know, That's there's right. a, a broad, varying difference, big time. Um, this, this generation, it's so visual. So, you know, yes. you see... Everything is visual. You know, Instagram is their life. And so they, they tend to believe what they see more than us. I mean, you know, you talked about Rick and Morty Shrek. Like, he is a huge horror movie. Scene. Dude, I love Rick. We didn't believe, yeah. we didn't believe <laughs> them. We didn't think they were real. We were entertained by them. Oh, yeah. Today, yep. people, the Ouija's life, it has two lives, what's real and what people believe. Mm-hmm. And they run simultaneous. You know, they're not compatible, but it doesn't matter because it's what people believe. So... That's what gets people in trouble. Is these if they don't knock down those beliefs before they jump on. You are you know, Karen, so I don't know if Karen remembers yep. this, but we were at WeijaCon in 2015, and mm-hmm. you know this was a really cool thing. We were celebrating the 125th anniversary of the Ouija board, and all of a sudden a bunch of girls come running up to us screaming, and like, oh my God, we played the Ouija board. It was terrible. And we're like, whoa, whoa, calm down. What's going on? Oh. We were playing the Ouija board, and it told us how and when we were going to die. <laughs> and I said, that's awfully specific. What were you asking when it told you this? And they said, well, we asked how and when we were going to die. Ta-da! And we, <laughs> we kind of laughed and said, okay, so this it reminded us that ask questions you want answers to, not things that are going to cause you to be afraid for the rest of your life. You know, the Ouija board says you're going to die in a car accident in a red car. For the rest of your life, you're going to stay away from red cars. That's <laughs> the point. You know, ask for the lottery numbers. For oh, my and no kidding. And, and not only that, but let's be real. We know that for a fact 
I don't care who you're talking to on the other side. Nobody's going to tell you your time and date of death. It's just not going to happen. No. Because you're, you're right. See, that's what's interesting. See, once you accept a belief, something you can't see, touch, something you, don't, you can't prove, it's a slippery slope. Because mm-hmm. then we start to believe things like ghosts can talk through K2 meters. How do we know that? Well, we, we seem to have some evidence. We can't prove it. But it's like, did Casper the Friendly Ghost come down and give us the rule book? You can do this. Mm-hmm. You can't do this. Use Ouija and we got gotcha. it you. It's like what Karen said. It's so important. Your belief around these things will affect the session. And because Ouija has been around for so long and it's so old that it just has so many of these stories that affect our conscious and, and unconscious minds. And you really got to, I mean, again, Karen can speak to this. You just have to knock that crap out. Well, and, and, and the other thing, fun. too, if you're going to learn about these type of things, I don't care if it's investigating, you know, ghost hunting, if it's Bigfoot, uh, working with a Ouija board, whatever, try not to learn it from YouTube. You might want to crack a book. <laughs> because you don't watch, yeah, you don't watch a, wait, 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 hold on. You don't watch a video on boxing and get in a ring with Conor McGregor. You know, it's just not going to end well. And and it's yeah. hard to tell if you're ever going to find an expert on something on YouTube. Like I, so before I did this, I was a career seaman, and I had to learn how to splice line by myself because my captain told me to f off. And <laughs> so I looked up on YouTube, and I did it completely wrong, completely wrong. You know, I. I didn't find an expert. You know, you you may have experts online to teach you stuff, Bro, but maybe it's very mili- hard to find them. Me being former military, I've watched guys using weapons on YouTube, you know, because I want to see the effectiveness of the gun itself. And watching what they were doing, I'm like, if you would have been on any other range, the range master would have kicked you off in 30 seconds because you were going to kill somebody. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, for the listening audience out there, I don't care if you're learning underwater basket weaving. Don't watch videos on how to do it. Crack a book. So Unless, unless it's Karen's YouTube it. channel, because she is really excellent at this. She puts so much time into teaching people the correct way. And so I, I know. Uh, sorry, but she's also an author, correct? So there you go. You can watch her videos. Both That's books. fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, Karen, what's your YouTube thank you channel? Very much. You're welcome. Yeah, you guys. Um, so this is what I always say. Um, you know, a, a lot of us here have a lot of different avocations, and one of mine is doing artwork. And I really studied art, all the different media, how to use it, what it does with the light, and I use this pigment, or I change, or add this media to it, and it transforms it. I learned all that before I started working with people in using art. So I think there's there's definitely what you're saying is important. I always teach people. I say with the Ouija board, if you want to get involved with this tool. Check out the Talking Board Historical Society. Learn the history of it. Learn how it was used by the people in the different eras. Learn about why it was created. Learn about who used it. And learn. then start looking at some of the books that people wrote about it over the years and then go to my YouTube channel. <laughs> that's what I but see, but once because again, you're, you're actually bringing fact. See, that, that's, yeah, that, there's yeah. a big difference. Like when I'm talking about people like learning how to do, like say, ghost hunting, I don't mean watch like we're just talking about the ghost hunting shows and go, okay, this is how you ghost hunt. No, not really. There are some basic ideas you can take, yes, but you really need to learn more like in the book side and stuff like that. Just research in common, you know, or research in general about, you know, how investigations happen. Reading books by like Hans Holster, so on and so forth. Um, you know, and, and find like, a mentor. Find an actual human being to develop a relationship yeah, with. Live in front like of you. Like I've done with Chance here. 
mm-hmm. with ghost hunting and stuff. Find an actual person because honestly, he's a little spoon to my big spoon. True. There, there's no, there's no substitute for human interaction, and yeah. that's something that like a lot of the internet and YouTube is a great tool. I love it. You know, it's useful when used correctly, just like a Ouija board, just like everything else we've mentioned today. It's a beautiful tool when used correctly, but well, when used wrong, you get messed up spliced lines. Yeah, you know? and that, <laughs> exactly, and that's why I'm clarifying. It's like if you want to go check out, you know, say Karen's, you know, YouTube channel, that's fine. She's someone who has actually studied, researched, so on and so forth. So there is a cool person you can watch you learn something from. What I'm referring to is these people that watch all these ghost hunting shows for like 30 minutes and go, I can be a ghost hunter too. No, it doesn't exactly. work that way. I mean, it, like like Daryl Marston said when we had him on here, that's 43 minutes of footage from a two-week investigation. You're yeah. not getting the whole picture. Exactly. Very not at all. True. Yeah, it's an art form for sure. Using this tool and getting it to work for you where it really moves and you're making connections, it's, it's an art form to it. And I, and I always say, too, it's like you don't use the tool in a vacuum. You kind of work on yourself, too. Mm-hmm. I always say, it depends what kind of results mm-hmm. you want. So for me, my work is very spiritual. Uh, on, when I use this tool, it's very much about um, evolving and just getting a clarification and insight and inspiration in one's life. And I use it almost like I call it Ouija therapy, tongue-in-cheek. But so I use it on that level. So I say, anything you're going to do with the board, work on yourself too. You know, get into the space of learning to self-reflect or to meditate or to get into your own thoughts and get to know who you are inside. Get to know your demons. Get to know the skeletons in your closet and then come to the tool. And then, then you're going to have not so many projections. You're going to have more of an ownership and an empowerment when you use the tool as opposed to giving your power over to the tool, as Bob mentioned earlier. My my wife, she's a uh, mental health counselor, and she said that I did not Yay. only make friends with my demons, that I actually hang out with them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's like, right. yeah, she was like, you definitely let your inner child run the place. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a guy thing. I'm also a counselor, too, a, a licensed professional counselor, so I, I'm going to concur with what she said. Okay, so see, there you go. I got I got it straight from two <laughs> professionals now. There so, you go. <laughs> all right. All right, so, Robert, so what do you guys have coming up uh, more with the Historical Society? I want to know more about that. Like, do you have, like, yeah. any type of, like, uh, special events, or what do you have going on? Yeah, yeah we, we always have something going on. <laughs> this year, and you, you talked a little bit about it, and we're happy to kind of, you know, fill that void. You were talking about, you know, educating people. And, and that's the TBHS is literally all we do is report facts. And, and try to tell interesting stories and, and do things that people can do together. Like, you know, we always say the Ouija board's way more about the living than the dead because it's, mm-hmm. it's all these people <laughs> who are trying to, you know, contact the other side. So um, this year, hopefully, if things get better with COVID and the restrictions ease and people get their vaccines and everything works out the way it's supposed to, Michigan Paracon um, in August, we are looking Yay. to do a huge... We're taking over uh, Michigan Paracon. There'll be oh, very uh, almost, cool. the whole, the, almost the whole uh, Talking Board Historical Society will be there. Rick is bringing um, the the um, Ouija-Zilla <gasps> planchette, so the we gotta go. planchette you can take pictures with. Um, we'll, we're going to do Ouija Wednesday the night before. We'll have a panel. Um, there's going to be another surprise that will be announced and that hasn't been announced yet. So, And, and we're going to have a huge display of kind of haunted boards. We get this a very interesting thing that happens is we get a lot of people who write in and say, 
I get this board out of here. I, I don't want it. And, you know, anyone who's willing to pay shipping today is serious. The shipping is horrible. It's nothing scarier than going to the post office and getting the bill for whatever you're shipping. It's a very scary thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so people ship these boards to us, and they put their stories inside. And, and that's John Kozik, who runs uh, the Salem Witch Board Museum. He's also our treasurer. So go to Salem, visit the Salem Witch Board Museum. Ouija was made there for a time. It's a great place. But he he gets them for us and puts them all together. We're going to do a huge display of those. So you will read other people's stories and maybe relate. You know, some of your listeners, if they go, they'll relate to these stories. And then hopefully we can educate them. And then Karen can tell you, okay, this is what went wrong for this person this is what I would recommend. And, and, and she can probably even help them real time try to have an experience oh, yeah. that doesn't spell Zozo. Right. Cool. <laughs> yeah, for me, I think that um, I would like to go to the Michigan Paracon, but they never seem to invite me because I'm too childish, but whatever. I don't care. Oh, no, you're definitely invited. You can hang out with us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. We like way. to laugh. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm the guy I wouldn't care. I'd show up anyways, just wreck the party and have fun. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun, you guys. You should come out. It, it really is like a, a big party, and, and everybody. It's like a oh, party, on, really. all kidding aside, I've actually been invited to to come up there and 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 headline stuff too before, like with the old show Dead X Radio we used to do and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, we probably, I'm sure, by next year we'll probably wind up there because we have another new show coming out too. Um, and Great. I'm sure eventually, and plus we have events getting lined up this uh, this year that we'll be doing so. Yeah, hopefully we. The one out. thing I want to see, though, I want to see you guys make a Ouija, uh, Ouija board and actually have Paraprobe on it. I want to see that. Ooh, oh, that'd be cool. Yep, that'd be very dope. cool. Yep. Super dope. Got to see it. Yeah. Challenge accepted. <laughs> 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 you can make it out of cardboard thing. or toilet paper. Yeah, you I'll make care. it out of a box. There you go. You do have a pizza box. That's definitely us. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I'm a psychic. Look, I said Paraprobe in crayon. <laughs> I might do that. The so, other thing I wanted to say was that the Talking Board Historical Society is a registered nonprofit. So besides taking your Ouija boards off your hands and your stories, we also take your money. And we, we don't take any donations <laughs> you get. My kind we of people. Broke most of the time because it's a labor of love. But so if, if you like, we have we sell merchandise. All those account as uh, donations. So we have T-shirts and stickers and, and boards sometimes. We'll have more stuff uh, coming soon. So, you know, check it out at uh, the tbhs.org. That is our website. You can find us there. We're all over social media. Just look up the Talking Board Historical Society, and you'll likely see some of uh, Karen's videos. She does an awful lot. She just released uh, She just released one. Uh, it's the second one of a six set, right, Karen? Yeah. We're, it's a five-part series with um, one, of the, one of the original founders of the Talking Board Historical Society, Gene Orlando. And he has the museum of talkingboards.com online, one of the best or talking board museums online. It's museum of talkingboards.com. He came on my show and he, we've done two series, two parts of two episodes so far to the series. There'll be three more released. You can go to my YouTube channel, which is just Karen A. Dahlman. Look me up there and you can start watching. And, and what we're doing in that, in that video is we're really trying to just do the basics of you know, like we're talking about today, the, the history of the board, um, beliefs, opinions versus facts. Also, how to use the board and, and how, how to engage with this tool and, and so many other things like that. But, but it's really been a fun, fun. It's, they're quick. They're like 15, 13 minutes. That's not very cool. long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Jesse's a, a brief idea of what we do. Yeah, Jesse J here on the show. He's got his third video coming out, but it's fans only. So, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's something talking, but it's not a board. <laughs> That's great. All right, so have a talent. 
the the one other thing too I want to ask is now I'm going to give you guys a full minute and we'll start with you first Robert anything you want to put out I don't your your websites uh, your social medias and so on and so forth Robert we'll start with you and then lead over to Karen yeah absolutely I mean if you're interested in the talking board historical society then again you want to go to the letters T B H S dot org first letters of the Talking Board Historical Society. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or everywhere. If you're interested in me, which is I'm the least interesting person in the whole group, you can go to <laughs> robertmerch.com. That is definitely not are, true, yeah. No, it's true. You get to meet it's the rest true. of the crew. You're, I'm definitely the most you know, born. But um, it's uh, robertmerch.com, and you can find me all over social media, too. I go by Merch, M-U-R-C-H. So if any of you yell or write me Robert, I won't know who you're talking to. Just call me Merch. Okay, cool. All right. And for you, Karen? Yeah, well, Bob, you, for, you forgot to mention a Merch. You forgot to mention WilliamFold.com. Hello? I always forget. I know. I WilliamFold.com was an original website that I did, and uh, I'm in the process of folding it into tbhs.org. So the information you find there, I don't want to give a time limit because I've been recovering from a really bad back surgery, so I've been tr doing things in chunks. Yes, I remember you and I had talked about that online. Yeah, and, and your yeah, interviews so, so you like guys, this help me. Com, if you want to learn oh, good. I'm glad that. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, learn so about the history of the like Ouija board there. That's where I send people to go is WilliamFold.com. It's, it's such a, a crucial website because you get the facts there about how the board has evolved over the years. It's really, really well done. Um, if you want to find me, of course, tbhs.org. I'm on there as well. Um, also on karenadalman.com or creativevisionspublications.com. I do write books about the Ouija board. And by the way, you guys, the spirits I work with help me write my book. So one book I would That's highly recommend. Cool. Isn't that cool? Yep. One book I would highly recommend if you want to start using the board is, is pretty much the – everybody tells me it's the manual that should have came with the board, which is called The Spirits of Ouija, Four Decades of Communication. You can get that on my website or on Amazon.com. Also, you guys, do join me at on my YouTube channel, Karen A. Dahlman. Look me up there. I think I have over 240 videos all about the Ouija board or access in the unseen dimensions. Pretty cool stuff. you got to do me a favor, Karen. The next time you're speaking with the Ouija board, ask them what's going to happen with Paraprobe. Oh, <laughs> it's funny. The kind of you really want to know, huh? Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, I, yeah do you really want to know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, you don't have to ask, like, hey, when is the show going to get canceled and why was it Chance's fault? Just ask <laughs> You know, like, you know, hey, are they going to do well? Something generic and simple. How about that? Well, we'll see. We'll see what comes up. Okay. Remember, be careful what you ask for. Because if they come back and they say they're going to do horrible, I'll, be, I'll know you're a liar. So. Uh, <laughs> you look so interesting about that. I don't think just the answers come through. I think every, every element that, like, you ask the question influences the answer. Yeah. And if you already know the answer, you're, it's, it's really weird how those, all this comes together. But that's for a whole nother show. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know what? And honestly, too, you guys are welcome back anytime. You got anything special events going on that you want to promote, whatever. You know how to reach out to me. Just let me know, and we'll throw this stuff out there. You've been Thank very you kind. Guys. Thank you very much. You are very welcome. So, all right, we're going to go ahead and close out this call with you guys. Thank you so much for joining us, and you all have a Thank great you. weekend. Thank you again. You're welcome. All right, guys, so that was Robert Merch and Karen Dahlman. It was Karen A. Dahlman. 
It was awesome to have both of them on. Speaking with them about Ouija board, the uh, the TBHS. I, I love saying the acronym. I don't know why it just sounds cool to me. You're wicked weird. I, I think it's because we <laughs> live in you know the Tampa Bay area, so the TB. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyways, the Talking Board Historical Society. Um, I I'm very much interested in this, and I want to follow up with uh, everything they have going on. Yeah. But anyway, so make sure all of you folks out there tune in next week to listen to us talking with Ken Boggle. And, yes. Jesse, you got something to say. I know you do. Go ahead. No, I ain't got nothing to say. Oh, I thought um, you had something to say. Or uh, just make sure you follow us on uh, our uh, podcast channels. Um, every show that we do goes on our podcast channels. You can find us on iTunes. iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify. Yep. Yeah. So if you miss us tonight, check us out later on. Absolutely. Later, y'all. Bye. Voted pretty much along party lines to approve the package that now heads.